another production from Solid Gold Podcast. And there we go. You thought it was hot outside. Well, it's going to get even hotter right here, right now with the two main hot blondes. Am I allowed to call us that, Jen? <laughs> you are. You won a beauty competition. Well, you could easily do so yourself, my darling heart. Anyway, so Jenny's sitting there in Antibes looking all still, like even though it's autumn, autumnal apparently over there. And she said, oh, she had to put on a jersey the other day. Well, of course, we've been sweltering up here in, well, down here in South Africa, up here in Johannesburg specifically, with temperatures like 31 and over, and we're still in spring. I mean, 23rd was the vernal equinox, okay, which means that was the beginning of spring. It's like we're in the middle of full summer already. It's completely crazy. In fact, how's it now? How's it, Jen? (laughs) (laughs) I saw that the emergency services in Johannesburg or Gauteng were actually warning people to be careful this week. I think it's going to last till Friday, and Mm. it, it is, you know, crazy, crazy temperatures for you guys. Although I remember once getting really burnt in September in Joburg where we weren't expecting it to be hot. So we were on a floaty in the pool all day and I got third degree burns and um, I couldn't sit on the loo. I was like so burnt. Yeah. Oh my goodness me. No, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, September is kind of capricious, but then most of us born in September are as well. Oh, I um, love that. <laughs> because... Because if you think about it, sometimes you can get burnt and sometimes it snows. So who knows, yeah. you know? And and as everybody says, who can trust the weather reports anyway? <laughs> so we're just waiting for rain and not too soon. Because interestingly, interestingly, yeah. and I know you're going to ask me a question, ask a question. Okay. Because you mentioned water, rain. I've heard about this water shedding potentially. Yeah. What does that mean? Okay. In the same way that um, they, they throttle our use. <laughs> I'm using the word euphemistically. They throttle our use of electricity. Let's just call a spade a spade rolling blackouts. Okay. Yeah. And then on top of that, the, sub, the substations and the aging infrastructure of course, are not able to keep up with the on-off, on-off, on-off the whole time. So they're all falling apart, which is what happened in our area. And, we, and like a huge area was without power for like a whole day. Um, I don't know how any of us are supposed to work. When it comes to watershedding, what's happening? And I'm open to correction on this one, but I think it has to do with the fact that there's no electricity to pump the water up into the reservoirs. So... Um, we got the message, I think, yesterday or the day before to say that watershedding is coming. We have had it before. Who did you get the message from? Oh, from like the city of Joburg. Oh, usually, okay. But so I an mean, official message. Official message, but it's usually coming out from a councillor who actually knows what's happening because who knows what's happening when it comes to anything to do yes. with politics in this country you, you, anymore. Your mayor got ousted. Oh, let's not go there because it makes me very cross. So we're not okay. going to talk about that. So okay. watershedding, I think there's just not enough electricity. There's not, and, and then no. they throttle the water that were just going to you. So, you, I mean, look, I'm a water, as somebody in the Park View area once called me, oh, who died and made you the water czar? <laughs> so actually, I'm the Zarina, so get a grip. I have been advocating for people being a lot more careful with their water usage for years now. And in fact, in my house, it's the same thing. And I said to my friends when the message came and, they, and she went to turn on her tap and she's in Park View, and I said, oh, you're going to have to actually start like, you know, getting buckets of water because you're going to have to flush your loo like that because there yeah. won't be any water to flush. She just goes, oh, it's okay. I've got a swimming pool. And I'm thinking, well, I don't. <laughs> what about the rest of us? It's all okay for you. But I mean, fortunately, um, I must admit that it doesn't really give me too much of a 
I mean, I take the one minute shower kind of thing. Okay. My kids are used to that as well. We, it's, it's you know, if it's yellow, let it mellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we, we keep a bucket of water on standby just in case. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and wow. I fill the bucket up with the shower water as well. So when you're showering, you don't waste all the water. Cause I mean, why, why use good drinking water to flush your loo anyway? Absolutely. You know, use water that's recycled to flush the loo. It's all going to do the same thing ultimately. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it might be looking very bleak. You should be water czarina. Things would, would cheer up very quickly. Jenny, I should have stayed in politics all those years ago. I'd have had this country running like clockwork. <laughs> it would have made the Swiss move over, boy. This place would be working. Um, yeah, I'd get rid of all the dead work. And I'd, I just love some of the ideas that people are coming up with to say, hey, government, why aren't you looking at this? But then, as I said, you know, government, you aren't fit to run a 100-meter race. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> it's not really going to happen. But anyway, so I'm, I'm trying to find any little bit of humor in these things that I can. Um, it is a bit difficult, but basically, there is isn't anything you or I can do about it, especially when you're sitting in France, which is like, you know, <laughs> you can't do a thing from there. We cannot we do can anything. We can raise awareness. We can, that's the only, that's what I was going to say. We can raise awareness. Yeah. Please just take it easy on water wherever you are in the country, because if you run out of water, that's it. You're well, done. I remember in Tanzania, they used to have um, big ships from Norway or somewhere that mm. would bring water to them. Yeah. So, yeah. so, I mean, they might have to tow an iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But and then somebody was saying that they should get those ships from, where was it, from Turkey, that they should come and park off the coast here in South Africa. But I don't think that there's any money left to be able to pay them to be able to do that, <laughs> okay, because they stole all the money. <laughs> but Mal, I thought of you this week because we did a story on um, this amazing South African expat who moved to Australia and he was he was in Australia in his 70s, sales manager, turned 70, and they say, out you go, you know, you're too old and doddery now. And, mm. and he thought, no ways, I've still got so much in me. And he kind of had your sort of energy, you know, he, he walks a lot, he does Pilates a few times a week, etc. And so he took himself off to the, the, the technical college there, which is called TAFE, and mm. studied farming and opened a, a macadamia farm, which is now so successful that he's just been featured on ABC this week in Australia. He's 91 years old now, and he says it is all about your attitude. And if you just Absolutely. think positively, you can change things. You know, you just have to switch off the negative thoughts and go on to positive. It is, it is a little difficult for a lot of people, though, when, you know, the news coming out of the country is so bad. The politics is absolutely ridiculous. The people are revolting. <laughs> and, you know, you, you're living with the, under this continual threat of having no power and no water, which is actually a crime against humanity because it's yeah. a human right. It is enshrined in our constitution. Not that the constitution seems to actually make that much difference to much, many people, seeing as now that one of the parts of the constitution, the, they've overturned the whole thing about um, expropriation land. of land without compensation. So, I mean, it's been like, you know, sitting there and thinking, well, these things can really make you down. And, and, and people are leaving in droves. Absolutely just decided that's it. We're out of here. So some of us are staying and we will do everything we can and in our power to try and make things better. Let's put it that way. And yeah, if, I was saying to people, if we can all come together with a positive mindset and actually say, what can we do to make a difference? Yeah. There's nothing we can do about the government who are ruining the country. Sorry, running the country. Um, well, you but can we vote. can actually. 
Yes, but unfortunately, the majority of, of, of the country is still going to vote for them. And a lot of people are moving to Cape Town as well, just, just to oh, say. Yeah. I, I saw another one this morning, you know. I've had five friends in the last month move to Cape Town. Yeah. And I'm seriously thinking that might not be a bad idea. And coming from but, you, that's a big thing. Yeah, for me to move back to Cape Town, it would have to be like mega because I'm very much a Joey's go. Uh, Joey's O, there we go. And we've got an article today for you, which is, if you move to Cape Town, which is the five fantastic places to go and eat. No, no, we've done the the eating place. Okay. But this is, this is, that's for summer, except summer has arrived, it appears. But this is five places that are great, that are under a hundred rand. (gasps) Wow. I mean, that's, that's incredible. That I don't think you'd find one place in Europe like that. So, and it's and it's it's got like Cape Malay food, fish and chips, like everything. Oh, Fritters. that sounds up my alley. I'm definitely yeah. going to have a look at that. On the, is it on Facebook as well? Yes. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so what news do you have for expats this week? Well, touching on the tragedy that happened on Monday morning, uh, Monday afternoon, when a German tourist who had just arrived at the airport and was excitedly driving to the Kruger Park got shot and killed in a failed hijacking. Um, following on from that, just some advice for South Africans abroad who are wanting to, and for South Africans in SA, who are still wanting to go to the Kruger because on the whole, of course, it is safe. Um, mm. And also to spread the word to other foreigners overseas. You know, it's our South African expats who can really fly the flag for us abroad and encourage tourism, which South Africa needs so desperately for finances, for job opportunities and everything. Is that Sand Parks yesterday, and it is on SA People with all the details, but, you know, keep away from Numbi Gate. They were on the, they were on the Numbi Road on the way to the gate. There have been quite a few incidents there this year. So it is is a crime spot. Keep away. That's near White River, hey? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, so rather head, the, this is what Sandpark says, rather head to Paul Kruger and Fabeni, Fabeni? Pabeni. Pabeni Pabeni Gate. Gate, They they are both fully operational. They signposted and you can get to all the lodges through them. Sandpox also says really plan your trip ahead. Only make stops at designated areas like garages and service stations. Try to travel in convoys where you can as well. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> it sounds sounds like all the information that they were giving us whenever you wanted to go up to Zimbabwe in the, like the yes. mid, latest late seventies, and the people used to go through in convoy. Yeah, Do you remember, remember that through that. to Bulawayo. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Now talking and we about. We really are so sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just yeah, to our condolences to those yes. that family. Yes. It's absolutely heinous. Um, I think that they really need to get on top of getting security sort of locked down in this country, apart from locking yes. down the human beings, that all the people that live here lock down the criminals. <laughs> but, but also, you know, on the sort of positive side, it's terrible that a tourist gets more care from the government than local people. You know, 67 mm. people a day die in SA, but, you know, at the hands of somebody else. And so a lot of South Africans are saying, oh, this, you know, isn't, isn't fair kind of thing. Ha- 
ever, I think just take the spotlight and use it because, you know, this is forcing the government to step yeah. up. Uh, the police minister is going to the scene today. You know, they have to address crime when it comes to the rest of the world and tourism. So, yeah, yeah hopefully mm. good will come from this tragedy. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it is, I mean, it's prime time for Kruger at the moment as well. I mean, with the people coming in. So they need to sort this out very quickly. Um, I see you've got something here about the black mambas. Um, I'm, I'm assuming you're not talking about the actual Izinyoka, which I would love to go and take and plop into. Although we don't have parliament anymore because they burnt it, didn't they? Oh, yeah. All right. So wherever they are meeting, you go and take those mambas and go and throw them the Izinyoka in. I think that would be quite an interesting thing to be a fly on the wall to watch. Well, we- but we're talking about different black mambas yeah are, but these black mambas have the same effect on poachers so this is um south africa's first all-female anti-poaching unit and they right. have made such a difference to reducing poaching and two of them plus the founder are in london this week so on thursday evening if you're anywhere near south africa house there is a free event wonderful event where they'll be announcing some exciting news about a new anti-poaching unit plus you can meet them chat to them and just find out what is going on with the war against rhino poaching in south africa Okay, fantastic. Well done to them. I think they're absolutely brilliant. Anybody who does any of that is fabulous. And then, I I don't know, um, did you put it up here? Sorry, I haven't, I've had uh, no power because we had not only load shedding, but a power outage and no internet connectivity. I've been feeling that bit of internetless listlessness. (laughs) Okay, so because, um, I don't know, something happened with the fiber. And so I've just been sitting there not being able to actually access very much at all. But it's fixed now. My brother... Yeah, no, fortunately, yeah, finally, there are some good people out there. And also, they don't want me nagging them as much as I do. My brother sent me through the video of um, Sia Kulisi with the toast to Roger Federer for Moet, with that whole toasting. Oh, that's beautiful. I loved that. I just thought it was absolutely fabulous. So beautiful. And so for anybody else anywhere in the world, they they can join too. Just do a toast to Roger and um and then Moet will donate to the Roger Federer Foundation for everybody that does this toast to Roger. Toast to Roger. Well done on a great career. And I'm so happy that one of your family is South African. There you go. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And, and then post yeah. it to Instagram, obviously. Yeah. Okay. So is that information all on there on um, the sapeople.com? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Mel, congratulations on pronouncing Moet correctly. Because Ooh, <laughs> yes, Moet. Yeah. So, uh, most of us will just say Mut. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no, <laughs> that's true. Mut like Mut. But um, no, a lot of people think that uh, that they must pronounce it the French way and go Moe. Moe. But meanwhile, Moe. the the guys, um, the family. It's actually Moet. Yeah, are originally from Holland, from from the Netherlands. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I, I I like to find out the right pronunciation. It's like if people call me Milani. That's For over thirty years, we've been uncovering high-level corruption, holding crooks accountable, and meeting a few inspiring and intriguing characters along the way. Now, join us as we take a step in a new direction. With Carte Blanche, the podcast. Unique stories, unique perspectives. With new episodes uploaded throughout the week, available anytime, anywhere. That's Carte Blanche, the podcast. Find us wherever you access your favorite podcasts.
Okay, so um, expat South Africans, of course, the one that has really hit the headlines this week with all kinds of people saying all kinds of things that he's done his time after seven years on the late night show or whatever, whatever the show was called. The, the Daily Show. His, the Daily Show. The Daily Show, yes, yeah. Yes, uh, yes. With Trevor, Trevor Noah leaving it. Yes. Why, did, why has he left it? So, yeah, a lot of people are saying, oh, because the figures dropped so drastically. But I think that they, you know, if they would just read, for instance, our article on SA People, the figures dropped very similarly, about 60%, I think, which, which is a lot, for mm-hmm. almost all late night hosts. So mm-hmm. it's just what has happened in the last few years. I think, you know, because of, of the pandemic and, you know, the, the late shows not being live, you know, with real people in, in studio, mm-hmm. it affected everybody. And plus people are watching on YouTube and, you know, Trevor has over 10 million people on YouTube, but yes, less than a million were actually watching the show. However, he said that what happened is on his seven-year anniversary, and we do have the video of him saying this on the site, on the seven-year anniversary, which was a few days ago, uh, his producer said to him, hey, it's your seven-year anniversary today. And it sort of got him thinking, and he um, he went He got the seven-year itch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He went to sleep that night, woke up in the morning, and he thought, yep, no, seven-year itch. And, and he really misses the stand-up comedy um, mm. So, so he's getting back on that, and in fact, he's going to be in South Africa pretty soon, doing stand-up. Well, I'm going to have to make sure that my one daughter is still stuck up in the bush and not back here, because otherwise, I have to go searching for tickets. She absolutely <laughs> adores Trevor. Oh, that's she thinks so he's. Good. She says he's my biggest fan. I think she meant to say idol, but, <laughs> but, was really but you lovely. know, you know what I find really upsetting with all the commenters on social media is, it's like these famous South Africans, um, Shelley's Teron, Trevor. Uh, Elon Musk, you know, they can do one thing, just one thing, and then they are just evil and hated and, you know, the stuff that comes out of people's mouths, it's just… Oh, no, what comes out of their fingers when they type up yeah, the keyboard warriors. Yeah. I'm like, bring bring yourself to my face. Let's, let's have a talk know, about this in real life. Exactly. Yeah. Both Trevor never... and Charlize. I mean, Charlize, most of the stuff that's said about her was totally fabricated it was mm. a photoshopped picture that went viral and you know ruined her reputation for many south africans and the thing is is that both of them have done so much for south africa both of them have yeah. foundations that raise so much money to help education health etc for south african children so um jenny and we should be the only thing you can that. do is feel sorry for these people because they obviously don't have a life yeah. That's all there is to it. Okay? okay. And I mean, they would never, ever stand up and say things like that to people's faces. So let them hide in their anonymity <laughs> and spew their filth and be unhappy people because you know what? That's all they have. Yeah. Literally, that's all they have. Yeah, so I feel sad. very, very dreadfully sorry for them. Um, and um, if I had to believe some of the stuff I heard about myself over the years, I mean, I'd have had a completely different life. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Do you remember yeah. some of the stuff? I mean, it was oh, like I few know. years. I mean, 
that I'm friends with you is just, I deserve a badge. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, you, well, you mentioned Elon Musk. Is he still going to try and buy Twitter or what's happening? Yes, yeah. so, so it's been a bit of a yo-yo and they were meant to be going to court um, on the 7th, which I think is Friday. Uh, and then this week he sent them a letter saying, actually, he would like to proceed with the purchase because what would happen is if they went to court and Twitter one he would have to mm. pay anyway so this way now he's paying he gets to own twitter or take it private the banks i think are going to lose quite a bit and elon says it's you know one of his main ambitions is to create this app and it's the everything app and it's going to be called x and he says mm. by buying twitter he can do it three to five years quicker so so that's his plan. I don't go onto Twitter unless I have to actually send a WhatsApp to City Power Johannesburg. That's it. <laughs> you mean a message? Literally. Not a WhatsApp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, but, I'm, I'm a, twi- a tweet. A tweet. Yeah. I have to, you see, I'm a Twitter. I don't I'm remember these things. Yeah. But I do agree with Elon. There really are too many bots. And, you know, mm. what he was waiting for was he was asking them, tell us exactly how many bots you have. And I I think it is a a huge amount. I I think I've told you, you know, every day we get new followers that have, that that have just started that day and they have zero followers themselves and there's zero other people they're following. You know, I don't think it's a real human. I go and check out everybody's site and usually if it has, if it is that situation where they've only just joined and they only have like, they've got hardly any followers or whatever, or I see their, Forex trading, cyber trading, (laughs) (laughs) they get deleted immediately. Anyhow, so let's get on to some local good news. I think we could have a little sparkle in our lives right now. Okay, well, staying with good things like Moet and that is the International Wine and Spirits Competitions Award were this week, this last week, and South Africa won for both the red wine producer of the year and the white wine producer. So that's oh, cool. pretty awesome. For the champagne, it was a, a, a French champagne. So the red wine is Canon Cop, mm-hmm. and the white wine is Jordan Wine Estates, which is a okay. husband and wife team. So I saw you got there the white, but you spelt wine with an H. <laughs> I'm just thinking all of those Karens sitting in the northern <laughs> suburbs, whining away. Would you like some cheese with that wine? <laughs> 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 oh, Lordy. Okay, sorry. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, and I saw, now finally, yeah, I, I heard the news on my way here this morning about South Africa beating India by 49 runs in the third and final 2020 match. Yeah. Even though they, they did lose the series. But, you yeah. know, go out with a bang. Yeah. Yeah. So well done to them. And, and also, I did forget to, to, um, note it, but Andy Burkett, a South African canoeer, he just won gold at the world, at the canoe marathon world champs in Portugal. So, okay. Yeah. How, how many times has he done the doozy though? <laughs> That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> find it out. If you want to find out if he's done the doozy, I I would I'm love to do sure. the doozy, but it's hardcore and it's hot. You think Joburg is hot at the moment? You go down into the doozy when the marathon is on. My goodness, it's like ninety percent humidity, forty degrees heat. Oh, you just stand there with water dripping off your fingertips. It's hectic. You know, I once went to the doozy because it was obviously near me, and I must have been about eighteen, nineteen. I was at university, and this man who was in it asked me to look 
after his baby. <laughs> his wife would have died. I've never held a baby in my life. And I fed this baby grapes. I had no idea. And the baby pooed out solid grapes. Really mm. dangerous. It's really dangerous. You know, you know that, um, you can choke. I mean, a kid can choke on grapes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just remember my godson when he was a baby. He's now like twenty something. Uh, he was terrified of grapes. He used to terrorize. <laughs> he used to take the grape and hold, and go, ooh, ooh, look what's coming towards you, and he'd be shrieking. <laughs> I wonder if he drinks wine because at least they crush. <laughs> and I think you know, and and he's scared of bananas. Anyway, that's yeah, it's just a thing. That generally, boys have that issue. Okay, <laughs> okay, so let's let's leave that one alone. The only thing we want to have to do with with well, you want to do with grapes, of course, is what. Although, my goodness, my friend. For, um, brought me um, because I said we're not eating cake we don't eat any of those things and she knows that these grapes called candy which you can get at one of our stores here and it's a, a it's a kind of it tastes a bit like a Hanapurt grape, but my, it tastes like Sweeties. Oh, I'm sure it's nice. just pure sugar, but you know, it's still one of your five a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got all those wonderful things in them that actually kind of are good for your body. But home, oh, I've never tasted anything like this in my life before. It is oh, just the most divine. Yeah. I'm not, I think they're from the Cape, but oh my goodness me, what a grape. Um, a great We're going to have to find out exactly what it's called and where we can get it. It's and called if candy. It's being exported. I'll find out where it comes from, but it's can it's called okay. candy. I'll find out for you. Um, yeah, and just a oh, shame, man. You know, we had the comrades not too long ago. Did you see that the the comrades legend Samuel Shabalala passed away at sixty five this week? And that's so yes. sad. I loved the tributes, though. I mean, he mm. really made a difference. He he was the first um, black athlete to win the comrades. And they say, you know, thanks to him, there were just hundreds and thousands of people who started running, who mm. got fit because he was such an inspiration. So, it's been amazing to see all of the tributes pouring in from people all over. You yeah, know, yeah. You would have th- some people might have thought, oh, no, he's a kind of a, a forgotten hero. But, um, yeah, and makes he your was heart so feel warm. Oh, it makes your heart feel warm. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> makes your heart glad. <laughs> yeah. He was still doing a lot of good things. I think in his community where he had grown up himself, he had um, uh, like campaigns to get the local kids running and, mm. and all that. Talking about communities and just going back a bit to where we were talking about um, the – German tourist. Yeah. He was on his way to a game lodge. A lodge, actually, yeah, speaking community. I mean, that's yes. where it's so important that the criminals just stop, is that this this lodge was a com- is a community-owned lodge where he was on his way to, and it mm-hmm. employs 200 people from the community, which is one of the strongest anti-poaching measures you can do, because if the mm. community can benefit with jobs and it's sustainable they're getting a salary every month you know poaching you get money one off you're putting your life at risk actually working Mm -hmm. and getting a relationship with the animals and nature is just you know immeasurable the value there Mm. and um and so that's you know really sad if if tourists don't want to go to places like that anymore so Yeah, we need to get that going. Okay, and and then also talking about like families and communities. Uh, what is this? I I've missed this story. As I said, I haven't been online all that much. About the Limpopo families raising money to drill their own boreholes. Yes, it's um it's about uh, oh sorry I can't remember now. But it's thirty or three hundred families who. Mm-hmm 
basically have not been getting water um, from the municipality since 2008 or something, which is around about mm. when Zuma took over, uh, coincidentally or not. And um, and so so they finally, finally gave up and decided to do it themselves and they all put in what they could and they managed to raise 200,000 to drill their own boreholes. They have um, completed two of them. Mm-hmm. They do need a little help to finish the third. Uh, Ground Up got involved and contacted the municipality who promised that they were going in last week, but by Monday they still hadn't gone in. But no, these we, families we, have now at least got water. You've got to do it yourself. I mean, the water, scarcity of water has been a huge issue for so many people, not just in Limpopo and now in the cities, but um, I remember when we went, um, Pomalanga's got major issues as well. We went back in, I think it was 1988. Or it might have been 85. I'm trying to remember. It was in those days of the beauty pageant days when all of the beauty pageant girls were getting involved. And we got taken by World Vision. Do you remember World Vision yeah, that happened in yes, South Africa? Yeah. With Mallory, I can't remember his surname, but John Savage, the actor, used to come out to South Africa because he was one of the patrons of World Vision. Yeah. And we went to a place called Falvater. And they hadn't had water there for I don't know how long. And World Vision was actually working um, together with the community to make sure that Falvata got water. And it did work because now apparently they do have water, um, whether Fantastic. it was through boreholes or whatever. But, um, I mean, it, it's a basic human right. Yeah. Okay. So why the governments and the municipalities are not actually taking more care of this and looking after their people, I don't know. But Because they don't make money from it, perhaps? Well, because it takes money out of their pockets, perhaps. Yeah. Um, I think that, unfortunately, what we're going to have to do is everybody in the community, we can't just sit there and say, well, there's nothing we can do. As we were saying earlier, get with the program and start doing what you can. Yeah. And that's all. Okay, so entertainment. we talked last week about uh, Blood Psalms. So I did say I was going to watch it, and did yes, you? I did. Oh. I watched the first episode, yeah, but I, then, I, then I had no more power. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, literally, I mean, the inverter, everybody's inverters went for a loop. I don't have one. My UPS stopped working. Um, so I didn't get to watch much of it. So I just watched the, the one beautifully shot. Oh, oh my goodness. Amazing. It is absolutely exquisitely shot. I really love what they've done there. So I'm, I'm going to watch the rest of it as well. Fantastic. You know, you've got to, got to watch more than just one. And yes. I see that you, Stein Heist. Yeah, is coming up. Uh, yeah, another one that that I really think everyone should watch, and you can watch it if you're overseas as well. If you've got Showmax, mm. you know about South Africa's biggest corruption ever, uh, yeah. um, corporation corruption. Yes, um, and and then also Kim Engelbrecht. Yes, and Reka. Except, yes. in, uh, except overseas, it's called something different. But but Reka and Kim Engelbrecht, who Mel and I interviewed um, on this podcast, are both up for grant for Emmys, international oh, Emmy awards. Isn't that amazing? Brilliant. Absolutely fabulous. So yeah, fabulous. her obviously for best actress. Um, mm. So so that's really exciting. Go Kim! Yay! <laughs> so if you're in South Africa, you can watch Reka as well. And then you know how much I loved White Lotus. Yes, it was fantastic. Well, you know, season it's, two it's is coming one. up at the end of October. And this yeah. time, it's not Hawaii, it's Sicily. Oh, okay. That, yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of moving to Sicily. My brother and I have been discussing it. Oh, really? Oh, I'd love mm. it if you were there. Sort, sort of around yeah. the corner and down the boot. 
down the beach a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're looking at, the, at that. <laughs> I'm not saying I, when. <laughs> We've still got a lot of work to do here first. Yeah, you okay, can buy so we're, we're, villages there for you yes, know, one of those that's places. What I'm going to, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go and buy a village. There we go. <laughs> for 100 grand. <laughs> And go and teach people. That's what I can do. Oh, oh so what have you got coming up? Day today, by the way. Oh, well, we were talking about this. With my, I was talking to my kids and saying, you know what? Teachers deserve so much more than they're given, oh, regardless of where they are in the world. Thank you to all the teachers yeah. and thank you for putting up with our children's nonsense. Teachers, most police thing. officers and nurses. and nurses should all be paid so much more. The most valuable jobs. It's It's kind of crazy. I think I need to take over the physical fitness training for the police officers, though. I think that would be a good idea, <laughs> seeing as that was going to be part of my portfolio in 1994, according to the uh, Mail and Guardian, they, when they were looking at all of the celebrity nominees for politics. Yeah. They said, Melanie's <laughs> going to make exercising compulsory for everybody under the age of 65 and probably over too. And I thought, oh, most of the time you'd find me curled up with a good book and a bottle of tequila. But anyway, that's fine. We can do that too. Anyway, what have you got coming up on SA People next week? And, 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 and I've got to just quickly say a shout out to the French police officers who don't need any extra training. They seriously are hot. Like, I oh, love they? having to go Ooh. to the police station. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, sorry, officer, please arrest me. <laughs> so, so coming up, last night they announced the top 50 world's best bars. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there were no South African bars in that top 50. However, in the 51 to 100, there are four bars. And so okay. we've got that coming up. And there's one particularly that I think that you would love. It's in Cape Town. So when you one day move there and it is um, in a motorbike store, mm-hmm. but it's also a coffee shop, some men's. Is, is it in near gardens? I wouldn't know. I can tell you what it's called. A house of machines. Ooh, I yeah. like machines. I'm, yeah. I'll take. I'll, I'm definitely going to go down and pay brother a visit. So I'll pop in there. I'll say, Stu, we have to go to the house of machines. Yeah. Who knows when I get into a car or a bike shop? Then there's all kinds of things it happening. Looks like, divine. <gasps> and, yeah. and then there's there's also one in Joburg actually. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's Sin Plus Tax Bar. Have you heard no, of that? I've heard of it. Yeah. It's, it's really it, cool. It's, it's at a pizza place called Coalition, and then you go mm-hmm. to this metal door, and you have to knock a particular tune to get in. Okay, so yeah. you have some rhythm going. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll look forward to that with glee. And until then, of course, everybody can go on to sapeople.com or onto the Facebook page and check out what the big stories are. And don't forget to share your stories with us too. We love hearing from people at home and abroad. Jenny, we'll catch up with you again next week. Take good care of yourself. Don't and spend too much time enough. on the beach. Thank you, Mel. <laughs> right. Lots of love. Bye. Take care. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.